Show us your steadfast love, O Lord. We sing, This is the Feast. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord of all power and might, author and giver of all good things, graft into our hearts the love of your name and nourish us with all goodness that we may love and serve our neighbor. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Chapter 19 through 21. Behold, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, the Lord of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. 
And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke the pieces, the rocks, before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went out, and he stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nishmi, will, shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Japhat, of Abel, Meloah, will, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. And the one who escapes from the sword of Hazael shall Jehu put to death. And the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu shall put Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Japhet, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen in front of him, and he was with the 12. Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. After he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again for what I have done to you. And he returned from following him and took the yoke of the oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh and the yokes of the oxen and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and went after Elijah and assisted him. This is the word of the Lord. Psalm this morning is from Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. As for the saints in the land, they are excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. In your presence there is fullness of joy. Our epistle reading this morning comes from Galatians chapter 5. For the freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. 
For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. When the days drew near for him to be taken up. Hallelujah. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter. When the days draw near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. And they went on to another village. And as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Again, there's no children's message this morning. We sing our hymn of the day, How Great Thou Art.
grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we're going to look at Galatians 5, but more specifically, verse 22. But more specifically than that, only one word. Verse 22 gives us a list of the fruit of the Spirit. But this morning we're going to just look at the last one, faithfulness. In Psalm 12, verses 1 to 2, David prayed. He said, help, Lord, for the godly are no more. The faithful have vanished from among men. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6, God's word also asks, Many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man, who can find? When you and I talk about the fruit of faithfulness, then we realize that this is no ordinary fruit. Indeed, it is a rare fruit that can only be formed by the miracle of the Holy Spirit. And even though it is formed only by the Holy Spirit, it is still a fruit that all of us are to strive for. In his parable of the talents, you might remember that text, Jesus didn't focus so much on how many talents each person had, but on how each person used those talents. When they used them well, the master said to them, well done, good and faithful servant. But when one servant didn't do anything with his talents, God called him a wicked and lazy servant. And then he threw him into hell. It wasn't a matter of how many talents each one had at the end, but rather how faithful each was with the talents that he had. In Revelations chapter 2, verse 10, God says to be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. The measure for God is not on how successful you or I am, but on how faithful you or I am with what we've got. Isaiah was not a very successful person in the eyes of the world. Nor was Jeremiah, but they are called faithful. They were faithful with the calls that God gave them, which were not easy calls by any stretch of the imagination. So the question for you this morning, what is faithfulness? How would you describe faithfulness? Take about 15 seconds and in your mind describe it. Then I'm going to call on each and every one of you. All right, maybe not. I think the best way you and I can describe faithfulness is to look at how God describes faithfulness. First and foremost, God calls himself faithful. He says to Moses that he is the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. That's Exodus 34, verse 6. He then, in Psalms 89, he describes what that actually means. He says, faithfulness is found in the fact that God stuck to his promise to give a savior, even though his people had completely violated the covenant and even started worshiping other gods. In spite of that, God said, even though you're unfaithful, I will stick to my promise. I will still send you a savior. I will send you my son. To become a man through your rotten, stinking line. 
Faithfulness is keeping our word even when it hurts, even when it stinks. But faithfulness is even more than that. Let's look at Jesus. He too, of course, was described as faithful. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1 to 6, it's described this way. It says that faithfulness means sticking to the job and fulfilling your calling, no matter how hard it gets or how long it takes. Jesus did not rest, doesn't rest, in fact, until we, you and I, are holy and saved. This is what scripture means when they describe Abraham, Moses, David, and other patriarchs as being faithful men of God. Abraham did what God told him to do. He left his home believing in the promise, believing that God would give him a son even at 100 years old. Moses continued to lead God's people for 40 years, even when they constantly complained and whined to him and even tried to rebel against him. Moses stuck to his call, even though it wasn't any fun. David, he's, I think, an interesting example. During the earlier part of his his kingship, he was unfaithful to God by committing adultery with Bathsheba and murdering Uriah. But God forgave him, but told him his family life would be a wreck, and the son born to him would die. David had a tremendous amount of guilt for what he did. He had to live through the death of several of his rebellious sons, and knowing that one of his daughters was raped. The whole country knew what David did, yet God wanted him to continue as king. And this is where David became faithful. He remained in his office, and he continued to rule God's people to the best of his ability, even though he knew he'd messed up. In other words, he didn't give up. That's faithfulness. Faithfulness is something that God wants each and every one of you and me to have. The ability to simply stick to God's word. Not duties that are put before us. No matter how difficult the road may be, God never said it would be easy. As a matter of fact, he says that you will have demons and the forces of the evil realm fighting against you. Faithfulness requires sticking with it, continuing to fight the battle in the face of persecution, doing what God calls you to do, even, even when it's not easy. When I look at my life, when you look at your life, how do you measure up? Are you being faithful to God? Here's what we need, I think, to take a good hard look at ourselves. You can, you can apply this faithfulness to every single aspect of your life today. Every one. Faithfulness is displayed in doing the duties that are put before you. It means doing your chores every day and doing them well. It means working hard for your employer every day and keeping a good attitude, showing up regularly for work. 
It means taking time to cook good, healthy meals. I know, it's easier to run right down to and get some chicken or hamburgers. But healthy meals for us older folks and most certainly for our kids. Faithfulness means performing the duties you have and not complaining about them, not neglecting them. You all remember the story of the prodigal son? Remember, he wanted everything. He asked his father for his inheritance. He takes off and he blows it on prostitutes and wild living. He did it by leaving home. But remember what happened when he returned? He found his father was still there in the exact same spot he had grown up. And he was there with open arms. That father was a representative of our father in heaven who stands there for you and me with his open arms. He doesn't leave. His homestead of grace remains for you and me. If you've been unfaithful to God like the prodigal son, if you ran away from your God-given duties even a hundred, a thousand times, God is still in the exact same spot. And this is what he says to you. This is what he says to me. He says, return to me. See, God is still the same as he was in the same place. His grave is still empty. His blood is still shed. His word and his sacrament endure for all generations. This is where you and I need to return to daily, even hourly. We return to our faithful God. And take comfort in the fact that God is faithful Faithful to his promises, his character as a merciful Lord. If you're sorry for your unfaithfulness, know that God will take you into his arms. Feel his presence in your life. He will squeeze you and he will say to you, I forgive you. Welcome home. That's the anchor of your faith and mine. It's what we sing about in the Lenten song, Come to Calvary's Holy Mountain. During Lent. We sing these words. We say, God is faithful. God will never break his covenant of blood. Signed with our Redeemer when our Redeemer died. Sealed when he was glorified. With this foundation for our faith, God is encouraging you to start on a fresh journey of faithfulness. Today, this hour. And you need to remember that life is not going to be easy. It calls for patient endurance on the part of the saints who obey God's commandments and remain faithful to Jesus. Be faithful even to the point of death. And God says, I will give you the crown of life. Paul promises us that in the midst of the battle that the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. That's in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. You and I live in a dangerous and crazy time as Christians. The battles seem to be getting worse and worse every day. Now is the time not to give up. Now is not the time to let your faith rest. It's simply take it easy. Remember what Paul told the Corinthians? He says, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. 
1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. You and I have been entrusted with the prize gem of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remain faithful to it. Read it. Learn it. Stick to it. The more you do, the more faithful the Holy Spirit will make you. The more fruitful you will become. And God will make you into one of those rare birds. The few, the faithful, the free, the Christian. Amen. Let us pray. Mrs. Holy Father, we pray that indeed you pour your Holy Spirit into each of us so that we can, through his power, remain faithful to you and to your word by the blood of Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. Would you please rise and recite with me the Nicene Creed? I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have created us in your image and called us into fellowship with your Son, Jesus Christ, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to know that you are always with us, guiding our steps, providing for our lives, hearing our prayers, and answering us in ways that are for our good and that bring glory to your name. Lord, in your mercy. You reign over all the universe as King of kings and Lord of lords. In you, Lord Jesus, all things are held together. In you, Lord Jesus, we live and move and have our being. You provide well for all those who belong to you. Grant us hearts to receive your word, hands to extend your love to others, and feet to walk by your spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer and receive our thanks for Holy Spirit, when we feel lost and alone, remind us of your never-failing love. Instill in us the readiness to be led by you and the purpose that you give to all who follow Jesus Christ. Send your church out into every corner of the world to proclaim the good news of life and salvation in our Savior's death and resurrection. 
Until the day he comes again, grant that we never grow tired of sharing the gospel with our neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Lord, we pray your blessing upon all who lead and govern us, for all who protect us from harm and danger, and for all who work for the well-being of our communities, our state, and our nation. Grant that your presence and provision be known in our families and in the lives of our children. Remind those who are homebound or, or hospitalized or ailing in any way that they are never alone, for you are always with them. And especially, Lord, we lift up all those here in Shasta County as uh, the, the COVID virus begins to increase again, especially those that it has affected in our congregation. Lord, in your mercy. Into your faithful hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all those for whom we pray, ever trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. By his Holy Spirit, we who belong to Christ Jesus are called to lives of purpose as you provide us with your presence and never-failing mercy. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, he gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, after supper, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, and your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, Our Father.
The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this solitary gift of your Son's true presence in our lives through his body, through his blood, giving us Jesus to strengthen us to walk by your Spirit in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. For freedom, Christ has set us free.
If we live by the Spirit, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing our closing hymn, Spread the Reign of God's Love. Amen. Please be seated. Do we have any announcements this morning? Wow, no announcements. So next week, hopefully we rebound and we have uh, a lot of healthy people. And so keep, keep prayers for our county, keep prayers for our congregation, for those who are sick right now. And uh, be faithful in all that you do.
hand here. No, oh, the July 3rd uh, picnic, good, good question, has been moved. Tentatively now, we're moving it to Labor Day weekend. Uh, we'll get that figured out, and, and uh, the uh, governing board will get that figured, and we'll get it done for sure. So right now, though, for July 3rd, it just doesn't make sense, sadly, to, to do it with so, so many of our members who are recovering right now. And uh, so be careful out there, um, wherever you go. Again, our county is very highly on the on the uptick right now. So, any any other questions or any other announcements that I'm forgetting right now? Okay, the the last communion song we've done it I think once before. Give me Jesus. It's a uh, it's an old song or been around for quite some time. It has actually been put into the hymnal now. So as far as that loosen hymnal goes, they're not making a hard hymnal anymore. At least that's the prediction. So they're adding all these songs electronically. Um, so the bad news to that is you have to have the electronic version, which we have, so that's the good news. Because it's a beautiful, beautiful, I think, a beautiful song, very simple song um, about you can have the world, just give me Jesus. And, and what a way that is for us to, to, to go, out, go out in that world and say, we've got Jesus. And then Jesus gives us the faith and the strength to serve that world. So um, I'm not going to stand out today. So as you get up, uh, you can greet each other if, if you like and have a blessed week. Um, if you need anything, give us a holler. Uh, you can call. You might want to be better off probably sending a text to me or, or an email. It might be quicker. quicker. So go in peace. Serve the Lord. Sure. Welcome. What's your first name? Crystal? Okay, let's, let's pray. Okay. Gracious Heavenly Father, I lift up to our sister Crystal, who new to our area, Lord, and you know the situation she's in right now. We pray, Lord, number one, that you, you would hear her, her cry for help, that you provide those who can help, uh, Lord, uh, guide this process, fill her with your, the love of the Holy Spirit. And, and the love of our congregation as well as, as the other Christians in our area, Lord. I just place her into your loving and your trusting arms um, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Um, amen. Um, okay, uh, let me give that a little bit of thought. Uh, I'm going to go change, and if anybody else wants to give some thought how we might be able to help out. So. Yeah, and if uh, uh, Crystal... We can get to, do you have a contact number? Yeah. Okay, if you can, uh, we'll get you a piece of paper. No, we took everything out of our pews, and we'll write that down, and we'll see what we can do. Okay? Okay, great. And maybe, uh, uh, hey, Dave, maybe you can get the number. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Go in peace and serve the Lord.